We are planning your financial future. I'm Scott Thompson. Andy Lister and Don Fox are here from IG Private Wealth Management. You can call them now and leave a message. They'll return your call at 905-529-7165. And take a peek at their website as well, Andy and Don. That's all one word, andyanddon.com. There you can listen to old shows as well ask a question via the listener inquiry button. Good morning, gentlemen. Good hey. to see you all. Hi, Scott. Scott. Ready uh, for the holiday yet? Oh, oh, not really. No. <laughs> <laughs> you mean it's December? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll ask next week. All right. How to plan for an unexpected retirement. What's this all about? Yes. Um, you know, Andy and I, we, we've, we've taken all the information. We've got all your assets, your liabilities, hopefully no, not a whole lot of liabilities near retirement. We've gone over your cash flow. What, what's, your, what's your lifestyle? How much is coming in each month? How much is going out? We've got it all mapped out. We have your wills made sure they're looked after, your power of attorneys. We've done a complete financial plan. And if you retire today, you would have a 35% chance of success, which these people never expected to retire. So it says no problem. But if you retired in five years following our plan, which would include adding monthly, topping up RSPs, now that your mortgage is paid off, being able to catch up on all that excess RSP room that has accumulated because you haven't maxed out for many years. So you've got oodles of RSP room, plus you're still a high income earner. So we've got this fantastic plan. And when, it, when we put this in, you retire five years later, and now you're 67 years old rather than 62, you have a 92% chance of success. Really? That is fantastic. <clears throat> Everything is perfect. And the clients are happy. Until I get a phone call saying, you know, that five year, I can't work for five more years now. Mm. And this is the unexpected retirement. Yeah. And this is when it's really tricky because, you know, these, the, uh, uh, our uh, plan, our financial plan is really a living, breathing representation of you. Mm -hmm. Okay. It is your situation. It is detailed for you. And that's what a financial plan is. It's not this cookie cutter, throw it through this and here's your plan, sir. And now this is a Monte Carlo analysis, what we talked about at, you know, a fair bit last week. That's actually. right. We were talking about during sequence of returns, it's just understanding, you know, how much, how confident you can be in having a sustainable retirement. Absolutely. And it's interesting. The one that 35%, that was after the Monte Carlo analysis was done. It's interesting. If they just did a 5% steady return, they had an 84% chance of retirement. Right. But right. because the markets do go up and down and interest rates change and so forth, and there's some volatility, it went from 84% to 35% hmm. doing the stress test. Yeah. And this is where I find the cookie cutter financial plans out there are really, you know, del almost delusional in terms of giving bad information for what a client is looking at this and saying, oh, good, I can retire. Everything's great. Yeah, well, this is utopia. Things mm -hmm. do not go straight every year. It's kind of like the family that has two and a half kids. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. <laughs> There's no such thing. And the returns are not exactly 5% every single year, yet most of the financial plans out there show that. So when we add that other layer of sequence of return risk of the market, some, some years you might make 12, some years you might make minus two, you add that into the equation, all of a sudden there's only a 35% chance of success in this particular case. Mm. So... They were very ecstatic that they can get to 92%. And that's living to 90, 95 years old, not having to sell their house. Mm -hmm. So using 3% inflation and a modest return. So we were a little conservative on things, but I'd rather be on the conservative side. Buying a new car every seven years at $30,000, okay? And spending a bit more on vacations in the early years and tailoring those off in the later years. Mm -hmm. Okay, so all this was done to a T. 
and it looked great. Unfortunately, all of a sudden this person gets news that his or her job ends in six months. Or let's say there was a health issue and I, I can no longer work. Um, I'm, I just can't take this job anymore. Or there's uh, one of the spouses is sick and I have to now look after the other spouse and mm -hmm. I can't take on this job anymore. Or there's, there's so many life events right. okay, that can do. So what do you do? And there's a, a lot of things you can look at. Um, potentially, in the, in the situation I had, I had delaying the Canada Pension Plan until 67 mm -hmm. because that would give a 14% a increase in their CPP. Mm -hmm. And besides that, they're making over 100000 a year. So it made sense um, to, you know, pack in. Why, why pay all this extra in tax on the Canada Pension Plan mm -hmm. while you're in a high tax bracket? Right. Wait two more years, get a little bump, and you'll get, uh, it'll be taxed at a lower rate. The old age security was supposed to start at 67 because I delayed that. But now we're going to start at 65. Okay. Um, you can always look at RSP withdrawals. And this is interesting because a lot of people don't look at that as a source of income um, right away. They think, okay, I'm still in savings mode. It's hard to change that switch to now I'm going to be using the RSPs. And should you delay the CPP? Because in this case, they're only 62. Well, we, make, we can draw on the RSPs for three years before they're 65, and that will increase their CPP dramatically. Because mm -hmm. why do you want to have a 6% decrease per year there? So we'll, we'll draw down the RSPs a bit more, but at least you have this guaranteed index pension at 65 that will be a good bump of 18% more. Um, definitely take the old age security at 65, have no choice. But things that you have a little control over is, okay, maybe you don't want to do that job anymore. But what about a different job? Maybe part-time job. And it's absolutely incredible how much a few extra dollars makes. So let's say, you know, a part-time job, $15 an hour, and you know, you're not, you're not working a whole lot, but let's say you make $10,000 a year, mm -hmm. okay? Not a lot of money. Most people think, well, what difference would that make? 200,000 at 5% is $10,000 a year. Mm -hmm. That's like mm -hmm. having 200,000 that you, now you don't have to touch yeah. because you're not drawing on that. And a part-time job makes a massive difference on, on this. And also because you, can, you can't split um, your, your um, RSP or RIF income until you're 65, you know, depending on who's getting the income, you can start splitting. If you both have part-time jobs, even better. You, you can equalize the incomes. Mm -hmm. But uh, it is, there's things that can be done. Decrease lifestyle. Okay, well, we have this utopia of what retirement should look like. Uh, maybe it changes changes a little bit. Okay, maybe you don't buy a car every ten years now. I mean, every seven years you mm -hmm. buy a car every ten years. Maybe you don't buy a thirty thousand dollar car. Okay, that's actually one of the biggest changes in a plan is how often you buy cars. Really, it's absolutely incredible. Wow. Uh, when I when I readjusted the plan, you could literally see it lasting longer just changing the car expense by a few mm -hmm. years. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, uh. I don't know about you, but I'm finding cars are lasting longer. Oh, yeah, big time. Yeah. Okay. Um, and generally speaking, you're not driving as much in retirement. Mm -hmm. So you're not putting on, say, 30,000 clicks a year anymore, unless you're, mm -hmm. I don't know how you do it, actually. Maybe in Florida back isn't that much. Yeah. So you're not putting the grind, the daily grind on the car. So driving a, a car 10 years is not that tough of a thing. Not, a very small change in lifestyle. It'll be interesting to see if, um, if car sharing actually takes off as people begin, if, if you're living in the city, yeah. right? If you're living in the city, it's accessible, whether it could be Uber, 
Uh, but car sharing for those little further trips, if people mm. actually abandon having maybe that second car, mm-hmm. for sure, and, um, and and that might be actually from a financial standpoint, it'd be probably well, oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it'll enhance your retirement by not having to spend for a car. And it'll be interesting to see over the years how that changes mm-hmm. as the generation, today's generation makes itself, uh, makes its way through to retirement age how they change the way they do things just because of technology. And LRT here, we won't even need cars. That's it. (laughs) That'd be great. (laughs) Just hop on. There's another discussion. (laughs) And and already I'm finding clients that are looking at their second car as Uber. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Why do you need to pay insurance, maintenance, winter tires, Mm. et cetera, when, you know, you don't use it that often. Maybe you only need it once or twice a week. Mm -hmm. Well, Uber's a lot cheaper than having a second car. Mm -hmm. Yeah, big time. Okay, so... These are discussions, and when you're painted into a different corner, you know, you come out punching a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you you think, okay, how can I change this and still have the least impact on my retirement? So uh, perhaps less vacation, or perhaps you're a little bit more frugal with your vacations. Okay, instead of flying to wherever you're going, well, we're retired, let's let's drive. Mm -hmm. Okay, that could save a little bit in flights. Maybe you rent in a different spot. Maybe your accommodations, you're sharing a rental. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you have it, um, you, you share with another couple and it's big enough place. Yep. You know, there's other ways of doing. Um, downsize your home. It's almost like the, almost this asset that you have to pass down to your kids. Well, you know what? Maybe we don't need this 33,000 square foot home anymore. We can do with a 2,000 square foot home and maybe there's some extra money that can now be used for lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Okay, and... Rent, rent your home, uh, rent versus owning, okay, is one thing. But some people are even trying to get extra income, as we've talked about before. Maybe you can rent out part of your house. So it comes down to when you have this unplanned retirement, take a look at the three C's. And the first one is convert. C number one, convert. What do you own that can be converted to income or debt repayment? How can you clean up that balance sheet? Okay, at the end of the day, cash flow is king. That really is retirement. How much money is coming in and what's it, where's it going? And this is why we've talked, Andy and I have talked about many times is you don't want to have a lot of debt at retirement if you can avoid it. Mm-hmm. It's not the fact mm-hmm. that you can't afford the debt, <clears throat> it's the payments. Yeah. And you got this lump sum of money and do you want to have your lump sum of money be used to be paying down debt? And that lump sum of money may be your RSPs mm-hmm. or TFSAs or, or what have you. And in talking with people that are retired and they're looking at that monthly payment going out for a mortgage they still have, you know, it's 900 bucks yeah. a month or whatever it is. I tell you, it, the conversation always comes back to, geez, what could we be doing with that money? Yeah. If we had that extra 900 a month, yeah. mm. wow, what a difference we could in terms of the choices and things we're doing right now in retirement. Mm-hmm. It's like having a part-time job, having a payment. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Whether it's income or paying out, it's the same kind of thing. Cash flow is king. Number two, create. How can you create more income? As we talked about, part-time job perhaps, renting out a room. Sometimes even uh, some people have a whole life insurance policies and they're still paying on those and they can actually be converted. Okay, maybe I can take a draw on those. Okay, maybe I can take a loan on these and use that as income. Mm-hmm. Okay, because let's say there's a uh, 50,000 in life insurance. Well, I can draw on that for a while until it slowly goes away. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that may be 400 a month. Um, and lastly, so we got... Convert, create, and the third one is conserve. Prioritize your pleasures, okay? So you look at all your entertainment and say, okay, we can't do them all anymore. So which is the most important? 
Don't we do that every day? Probably. <laughs> probably. Um, golf. Why do we have to wait to retirement to do that? <laughs> it's all a function of money, Scott. That's it. And when it comes to retirement, now you got this unplanned retirement. Let's prioritize. What's the most important thing? Do we need that gym membership? Okay. Yes, maybe. Do we want to go to the cottage? Would we rather golf? Do we need four weeks vacation? What is the order of where you want to spend this money? And you prioritize it and you'll find, okay, you know, at the end of the day, uh, I haven't gone to the gym for four years. Probably. (laughs) 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 I might, you know, unless I'm going to switch that. It's true. (laughs) I might want to take that $60 a month off my expenses. Okay. My golf. Okay. I can't find my gym bag. (laughs) (laughs) That's the stress alone. That's it. Uh, You don't need the stress. So at the end of the day, prioritize what's really important that's going to make you happy. And then then take a look at that and involve your cash flow. As as I said, cash flow is the king. And when you add, convert, create, and conserve, you can withstand an unplanned retirement. We are planning your financial future. I'm Scott Thompson. Andy Lister and Don Fox are here from IG Private Wealth Management. Call now and leave a message at 905-529-7165. They'll return your call. We're coming right back. We are planning your financial future. I'm Scott Thompson. Andy Lister and Don Fox are here from IG Private Wealth Management. You can call them now, leave a message, they'll return your call at 905-529-7165 and take a peek at their website, andyanddon.com. That's andyanddon, all one word, dot com. There you can listen to old shows and ask a question via the listener inquiry button. We're talking about mastering your retirement. Yeah, and I was just thinking about those discussions as, as Don was talking about the, the different aspects of building f- towards retirement and how to have a successful retirement and, and you know, all of, you, all of us are at some point, we're working hard towards that goal and, and the discipline that we have to get ourselves there and trying to maximize or optimize our opportunities. And obviously the, the key things that come back to mind all the time are what, you know, what age should I retire? What sources of income will I have? Uh, what will I do when work doesn't consume my, uh, my time of uh, work time? And uh, how much income am I going to have? How do I deal with market swings in my portfolio? Will I have enough in my estate after tax to provide for the next generation or for a charity? And in the top 10 list, where in Ontario is the best place to retire? And what city in Ontario is the best place to retire? So I came across this little survey and I thought it would test you guys in terms of your own thought process on what this. What makes it best? Well, there's four categories. That's a, good question. That's a yeah. really good question. So there's there's four key categories. One would be the average value of primary real estate. Right. So how much does it cost to buy a place, right? right. What is the so average- the cheaper would be better. Property, te- pardon me? Cheaper would be better. Less General, would cheaper be better. would be better. Right. Okay. Um, average uh, property tax rate. Mm-hmm. What percentage are you paying? So how much you have to, you know, cash flow wise. How many family doctors are there mm-hmm. per 100,000? Okay. Family doctors per 100,000. That leaves Burlington out. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> annual days above 20 degrees Celsius. Annual wow. number of days okay. above 20 degrees Celsius. So I'm going to give you uh, and this uh, is four on cities. Ontario? This is just Ontario. Okay. I'm going to give you four cities, and uh, I want you to give me the three cit- your top three in order of um, the number three, number two, number one. So the, f- the four cities you have to choose from are Milton, Ontario, Ottawa, Ontario, Burlington, Ontario, 
and Belleville, Ontario. All right. Milton, Ottawa, Burlington, or Belleville. So who's, what's your number three, Scott? Uh, um, I would say Ottawa. Okay. And uh, Don? My number three would be Milton. Okay. And Scott, your number two? Uh, my number two would be Milton. Okay. And my number two would be Belleville. Okay. And my your number, number one? Is Belleville. Your number one's Belleville? Yeah. And my number okay. one's Ottawa. Number one's Ottawa. Okay. I think, I think Ottawa's too expensive. So it's here we go. Lately. Number 10. Although mm. nice. <laughs> <laughs> number 10, Newmarket, Ontario. Newmarket, um. Ontario. And I think when you look at Newmarket, um, they've got uh, um, family doctors per 100,000. It's kind of at the lower end, but uh, they have, they're have they close to so much around there. Right, you yeah. have access to the city. You have mm-hmm. access to the cottage country. Yeah. And uh, I guess um, so... And the, and the type and the community is, is obviously, uh, I think, has a good feeling around it as Northern well. Northern York region. That's right. Number nine is New, Comp- New Tecumseh, Ontario. I've heard of that, yeah. Yeah, New Tecumseh, Ontario. So it's sort of closer, you're heading out towards um, Georgian Bay a mm-hmm. little bit, um, just south of the Wasega Beach area, mm-hmm. in that area. Mm-hmm. And um, real estate, though, is f- still fairly expensive there at 583000 Sorry, and I should just tell you that um, uh, that the uh, real estate in Newmarket, the average value for primary real estate, 920000 Wow. Uh, New Tecumseh, 583000 Property taxes, 2.6%. And family doctors per 100000 Annual days above 20 degrees Celsius is 122, and that is number two out of the, what, the top 10. Really? Even though it's up north? That? Yeah. In really? Tecum- new, new, mm. new Tecumseh, Ontario. Interesting. All right. Number eight, Belleville, Ontario. Uh, Sorry, you guys. <laughs> Trick question. <laughs> it's like buying you a lottery. number one. It's like I'm buying a lottery ticket. And Don number two. It's like Sorry, I'm buying, guys. A lo- I'm buying a lottery ticket, and I'm out after two digits. I know. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> The average value of prime real estate in Belleville, very attractive at 333000 Yeah. So that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Property tax rate, 2.47. Family doctors per 100,000, uh, 137. That's a great number. So these look great. Um, annual days above 20 degrees Celsius, 117. So the only thing going against Belleville, it's kind of far away from everything. Uh, wow, that wasn't one of the criteria. You I don't said. know, but I'm just thinking <laughs> out loud. I'm just that. thinking out loud. I'm just thinking out loud. Because it beat Tecumseh in two of the three. <laughs> New Tecumseh. Number seven. I'm not a. I'm not a good loser. All right, you guys are out for number yeah. one and number two. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. Uh, if you say Ottawa, number seven is Cornwall, Ontario. Okay. Cornwall, Ontario had the cheapest average value of primary real estate at uh, two hundred and eleven thousand wow. dollars for average price. Average property tax two point four percent. Family doctors per hundred thousand one hundred and forty two. So wow. that's way up there. And average number of days above 20 degrees Celsius, 120. So that puts it, it's behind Tecumseh, which was number, new Tecumseh, which was number two. Is Kingston on this list? No. No. All right. All right. Number six. Number six is Milton, Ah, Ontario. I heard it's up there, yeah. Number six and uh, 
Pretty expensive though. Average value of primary real estate one million one hundred forty-six thousand. Mm, yeah. That's number. That's number two yeah. out of the uh, ten cities. But it's been one of those communities that's grown a lot in the last. Yeah, yeah. And that's why. So water. super low rate of tax yeah. at two percent. It's one of the lowest rates of tax uh, around here. Family doctors per hundred thousand ninety-one. So that's actually second from the bottom. Number t- uh, number two, but um, uh, annual days above uh, twenty degrees Celsius, hundred and twenty. Same as Cornwall. Very similar. I think this is a trick. number five. Four. Yeah, <laughs> Carlton Place, Ontario. Uh, real estate three hundred forty-eight thousand. Two point five percent property tax. One hundred forty-two doctors per hundred thousand. Way up there. Twenty to uh, one hundred seventeen days above twenty degrees. Number four, Burlington, Ontario. Average so you did price. Not give us the top three. Yeah, uh, yeah. see, it was a trick. <laughs> mm. Average price eight hundred seventy thousand. Property taxes, 2.5%, 100 doctors per 100,000 people. And this is the number one annual days above 20 degrees Celsius at 125 days. Everybody thinks it's Florida. In Burlington. <laughs> In Burlington, Ontario. Wow. Did not number know three, wow. Oakville, Ontario. Ah, see, you and didn't give us Oakville. Yeah, see, I <laughs> Trick, <know>. trick. <laughs> Number Here's your choices, these four, but these don't apply. <laughs> yeah, I, right. I hope you have a good quiz coming up next, Don. <laughs> Average value of prime real estate, $1.2 That was the highest out of the 10, the 10 cities. Uh, property tax, 2.6%. Uh, only 91 doctors per 100,000, which is interesting, so that was quite low. Wow. And only 117 days, 13 days less than Burlington on 20 degrees Celsius or higher. It's wow. really got to be 13 days less. It's like side by side. It's that corner beside there's the lake. Get, there's Once a wall. There's a wall. Does like, Mother Nature And we know? made Oakville pay for it. There's a wall. <laughs> Mother Nature, no. Oh, sorry. That's the line there's right there. There's a weather wall. <laughs> it's a weather wall. And number two, Toronto, Ontario. Ah, I got, at least I got Ottawa, right? Uh, yeah. So average value, prime real estate, 880000 Property tax, very low at 2%. 75 doctors per 100000 That's the lowest uh, of any of the cities. 117 days at 20 degrees Celsius or above. Number one. Wait a sec. How did we, how were we supposed <clears throat> to get the top three when you didn't give us two yeah, of the yeah, top yeah. three? It was, it was a trick question. So number <laughs> three, I just wanted to see you get number one. Wow. And number one was Ottawa, Ontario. See, I said no way it was <laughs> Ottawa. <laughs> See, I'm thinking too much about cost and 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 because there these are Ottawa's an expensive city. Toronto, obviously, an expensive city. No, but actually, Ottawa comes in average uh, value of prime real estate is five hundred and ten thousand. Really, well, it's still growing though. It's, it's actually yeah, one of the so it's actually at the lower half of the group. You know, in the lower half of the group, property taxes that must uh, be on the other side of the river. Percent. 142 doctors per 100,000 which is the highest. Yeah. Okay, so it has that's, more access to more access to medical care than ever and uh, 117 days oh, at 20 degrees Celsius which uh, ties for Toronto but three shorter than 120 Burlington. days. 117 days. But 120. 20. I'm not even buying that. Yeah, have you lived I for lived, Burlington? I lived, oh sorry, for Ottawa for, I you're saying. For oh, no, for Burlington. Uh, what's was, the, what's Burlington the, has 125 days. Right. Okay, and Ottawa, Ottawa, and Ottawa has 117. That's yeah. not true. I'm not I, buying that. <laughs> No I way. think this was written by somebody living in Ottawa. <laughs> <laughs> Source of that. It one. is a nice city. Right. Money Sense yes. Magazine. Oh, it's a beautiful city. And I Absolutely. love the cycling path yeah. and, and oh, there's so great. many good things about it. But yeah, it's not as warm as that. I don't, yeah. But, uh, you know, one of the things that people don't, uh, you know, when, when we're doing some pl- retirement planning strategies is actually retiring outside of the province of Ontario. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, and one of we can do is actually trigger a change of province on your 
financial plan to look at what tax rate and your future uh, value of your retirement assets would look like if you retired in another province. Mm. And uh, in general, the highest tax province is Nova Scotia. So if you're in, if you want to retire to the East Coast, unfortunately, you better be doing some good tax planning because you're going to need it. Yeah. It has the highest rate of ta- income tax, et cetera, in, uh, in any of the provinces. And unfortunately, if you go up to Nunavut or some further up north, the cost of living's higher, but the taxes are super cheap. <laughs> you don't yeah. have to pay a lot. In but taxes. the days above a uh, certain temperature, that's going to yeah, go out the window there. Days of sunshine, you get you <laughs> know, about half. <laughs> uh, but you, did, you do get 24 hour sunshine right, in, yes, in, uh, in July. Yes. You'll right. need blinds. You'll need money for blinds. <laughs> um, so uh, I want to move on to. Um, year-end tax planning tips. We're coming down to the final uh, stretch here for for 2018. And a couple of key things I want people to think about before the end of the year and make sure you cross your T's and dot your I's. Realizing capital gains or losses. And so as you look at your investments and taxation for this year, you can look at harvesting capital losses if you had an investment that had gone down in value and you'd also maybe sold something that had a capital gain and so you, what you want to do is be able to trigger some losses to offset those gains because that way you can kind of neutralize the impact of the tax implications. And the key thing is that you want to make sure you do this by, I mean, they, December 27th, they say is the drop dead date. But the truth is, is that, you know, anything can go wrong in terms of a transaction, something gets missed or uh, doesn't get processed properly. So the way Christmas falls this year being on a Tuesday and then the Wednesday is a holiday, that means you're doing it on Thursday and really that's it. That's the end of that. You've got Thursday and Friday. So I would back it up to Friday, which would be December, is it 21st? I think it's 21st. Friday, December 21st should be your deadline. Um, And the next one I want you to think about is revisiting your asset allocation and location. Asset allocation is really what is the recipe for how your investments have been distributed between stocks, bonds, cash, geographically between Canada, U.S., international, emerging markets, uh, Europe, uh, large cap, small cap, mid cap, growth stocks, value stocks. That recipe is something with, it's a good time at the end of the year to take a look at and see am I how off am I? How out of balance is my portfolio? And maybe this is a good time to redo that or rebalance it. The second thing is the location, your asset location. What we mean by that is that do you have investments that are attracting a lot of tax, but in a taxable account? So in other words, if you have a non-registered account and you have, or a GIC investment, and that produces interest income, that interest income is going to be added to your income for the year, taxed at your marginal tax rate, the highest rate that you will pay. And what may make more sense is change the location of that investment. Right. Change it from being in a regular account that you can access or a, a non-registered account into your RRSP account right. or into your TFSA account. Now that interest income is not going to be included in your income, but it still maintains your risk profile. Mm-hmm. So the location of your investments is very important. And I can't tell you how many times we'll review somebody's plan or looking at their asset allocation model and realize that the location didn't make sense where they had their investments set up. The next one is um, being tax efficient in a low income year. And so looking at your 2018 income, maybe um, maybe you had a work stoppage and you didn't earn as much as you did. Maybe you, uh, you just retired 
you know, partly partway through the year and your income is going to be lower or your income is going to be lower next year. And so as you begin to think about um, planning around taxes, if you have a low income year this year, maybe that's time to deregister from your RSPs. Right. Actually take some money out of your RSPs in anticipation that A, you're in a low tax bracket, you'll never pay any less tax. You know, as soon as your income's below 45,000, you're pretty much in the lowest tax bracket. Right. So if you're only gonna make 20, maybe you should take out another 25,000 from mm -hmm. your RRSP. Consider that, allocate it to a TFSA, or maybe even recontribute it to an RRSP in another tax year down the road when your income's going to be higher. So be tax efficient in a low income tax year. Uh, the next one is making charitable donations. And charitable donations, they need to be made by the by December 31st. So this is one of those deadlines, the year end is the deadline. And particularly if you're gifting uh, or you want to gift shares or mutual fund units, that way <clears throat> by donating in kind, you don't have to pay tax on any capital gains if it's a non-registered investment. Mm -hmm. And then um, you also receive the full benefit of the tax credit. But to get that done, transferred to your charity, and then the charity actually issue the receipt, and get all that, you better be doing that in the next uh, week or two for sure. Um, review your insurance coverage. And what reviewing your insurance coverage is coming back to is just understanding, you know, do maybe I could um, get away with a $1,000 deductible instead of a $500 or, or $100 deductible. Mm -hmm. there's some, is there a way that I can save money? Um, perhaps I'm paying on a monthly basis. When you pay your insurance on a monthly basis, it actually adds in many cases up to 8% to the annual cost mm -hmm. for the, for the uh, flexibility to be able to pay monthly. Maybe your, uh, your insurance could be uh, paid through your credit card. So you actually get points and pay it on an annual basis. Yeah. So there's a number of things to do, I think, with insurance. It's so easy sometimes just to set it and forget it when it comes to insurance. Uh, making RSP contributions, you know, again, March 1st, 2019 is going to be the deadline for your RRSPs, but understanding what your limit is um, and how much you could contribute to minimize your tax would make a lot of sense to review. And then finally, if you're turning 71 this year, you need to collapse your RRSP and convert it to a RIF or an annuity. Make sure you talk to your planner about how much to take out, what age to base the RIF payments on, and, uh, and, and make sure that you're minimizing tax on your RIF. We are planning your financial future. I'm Scott Thompson. Andy Lister and Don Fox are here from IG Private Wealth Management. Call now. Leave a message. They'll return your call at 905-529-7165. And as well, you can ask a question via their website, andyanddon.com. You'll find a listener inquiry button as well. You can listen to old shows, uh, old archive shows there as well. Going to take a quick break. We're coming right back. We are planning your financial future. I'm Scott Thompson. Andy Lister and Don Fox are here from IG Private Wealth Management. You can call now, leave a message. They'll return it, 905-529-7165. And take a peek at the website at andyanddon.com. Uh, That's andyanddon.com. Tis the season. Tis the season, and it's interesting. Even in financial land. Absolutely. And it's, it's now, you know, a time where a lot of social... Events will take place, mm -hmm. um, get together with friends and family. And you know what? An active and engaged lifestyle is, is you know, in strong social relationships before retirement is, is very normal. Yeah. Okay. And it really does help your life in general, you know, just happiness factor. Mm -hmm. But also, at the same applies after you retire. 
And this is a great time of year to kind of look at your whole social ties. If you're looking at retirement soon, this is extremely important because sometimes your social ties may be at work. Mm. And you're getting a lot of that social energy, so to speak, right. from working. And you're, a lot of your, your friends and colleagues are all at the same place. But it actually has been proven from Brigham, Brigham Young University and the University of North Carolina concluded that strong so social ties can be beneficial for both mental and physical health. They found that an active social life can be linked to lower risk of cancer, Mm -hmm. cardiovascular disease, greater ability to carry out physical tasks, improved happiness, and better cognitive func function. And the opposite is true. If you have a lack of these social yeah. ties, it is associated to depression, later life cognitive decline, increased mortality. In fact, Harvard Medical School found that the lack of strong social relationships increased the risk of prem premature death mm -hmm. by 50%. Wow. 50%. Mm. So... You know, but don't go overboard, okay? Don't get, uh, you know, you sit there and you... Too many join. friends equally <laughs> <as> stressful. <laughs> and that's the says, well, take on what you can, what you're comfortable with. Stress isn't good for you either. And that's actually right in there, Scott. You, you know, you've got this all figured out. Mm. And absolutely the case. So, again, it's so important. And this is why when we look at retirement, part of it is simply the financial side. But we do a, a, a financial readiness quiz to see, okay... How do you look in other factors of your life in terms of your social part and making sure that's looked after? Have you got different clubs that you're going to do? Are you going to do curling? What are your plans in, in the winter? It's a long winter. Mm -hmm. if, if you don't do winter sports or anything, yeah. it's a long winter. So tis the season to... Especially if you're in Ottawa. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> actually, that was the other part. I was a little going back to that. <laughs> Ottawa's fine. You guys are sore losers. What happened to Windsor? <laughs> you were right. You got Ottawa. What happened to... I got it right. Yeah, that's right. You did what? get it right. What are you complaining about? Yeah, you know, I wanted second and third right, too. Oh, there you go. <laughs> you want the whole podium. But they missed out on the Windsor area. That's actually the the lowest part in Canada in, in terms of this most southern tip is Port, Point Pelee. That's a mm -hmm. good point. And mm. I'm thinking it the would weather. be... Yeah, the yeah. weather factor. And it's not expensive there. So, mm -hmm. I don't know. It's almost like they got all dissed there. If I was a listener in Windsor right now, I'd be thinking, hey, what about us? I know. So mm. anyway, that's a little much. There's no, cares rhyme, about there's no rhyme or reason. <laughs> <laughs> but also, this is a season, talking about stress, this is also a season of, okay, we're getting together a lot of social events. That will keep me living longer, but it's easy to go over budget. Yeah. So here's a few strategies is, you know, we used to, way, way back, Canada Savings Bonds were like the norm. Oh, I'll just do so much a month in my Canada Savings Bonds at work, and then I'll have $1,000 and I'll buy my Christmas gifts. It really didn't matter that it didn't, you know, made 5%, 1%, 10%. It didn't matter because at the end of the day, you saved $1,000. Keep that going. Okay, know what you're going to spend at Christmas and say, okay, I'm going to go so much a month and have it kind of tucked aside somewhere so that you don't have this all of a sudden a big credit card bill that now you got the hangover Yeah. and when you have a credit card debt. Um, senior days, if you're already a senior or if your parents are a senior. <laughs> Steal their card. <laughs> um, look to use those senior days. And it's actually incredible of, you know, the, you know, 10, You're 20, a senior at 50 now, are you not? Uh, Nobody wants to admit that. I know, yeah, I know. Yeah, I haven't yeah. actually used that. I'm 55 now and yeah. apparently there's a couple drugstores I could That's throw right. that out. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but you know what's also interesting is talking about these different stores, there's a whole lot of points that you collect. Yeah. What a great time to use them every Christmas. Yeah, good point. Okay, why cash in RSPs so that you can buy Christmas presents when you cash in points? Mm -hmm. that they're not taxable. And it's absolutely incredible, all your credit card points. Not to mention, people give you gift certificates mm -hmm. and they sit in your drawer and you, you, yeah. you often don't 
you know, I'll save them for, I don't know why we we're, we're collectors of stuff. Mm-hmm. Use them. And Christmas is a great time to use them. It's kind of regifting in a way because you buy something with the, sure. but at the same time, you know, you're, you're, you're getting good value. You're actually using them. And it's amazing how many companies know the percentage that won't be used. Yeah. They have it all mm-hmm. figured out. Sure. Okay. They get lost. They get forgotten or they just don't use them. You know what? My wife and I were talking the other day about how many people, especially if there's two people with insurance plans, will get something covered and not use the other one. Yeah. And, and, yeah, cool. and leave that leave money, that on, the money on the table. Yeah. 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 No, that's a good point. And it's too. just so frustrating now because you have to go online, you have to do this, you have yeah. to do whatever. They don't make have... it easy. No, not at all. No. And you're wondering if... They purposely do that, and and what the percentage are of people that just say, ah, you know what, forget it. It's yeah. twenty bucks, it's fifty bucks, whatever. Well, yeah. I, I can guarantee exactly. you the the people that run the insurance companies and the finance area, they yeah. know exactly that number. Yeah, exactly. They know exactly the cost of how much people in terms of bank fees, all mm-hmm. that. This is all part of the revenue. They yeah, know exactly sure. how much comes from every aspect of that company. Mm-hmm. But again, even at uh, sm- you know, when you're looking at ten dollar gifts, what kind of gift can actually be bought for ten dollars? There might be some. Okay that is of any value, gift certificates of what they really do in life. If they go to, say, a Starbucks, yeah. and use a Starbucks yeah. card, okay, they'll remember you for the next 10, or probably only three, but it depends, because <laughs> Starbucks <laughs> is not expensive, but uh, you know, you, they'll remember you each time you use it. Okay, so gift cards are very good. And uh, you know, kind of reduce your circle of who you give gifts to, to more of the essential I'd people. I'd love to do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Or it's pool tricky. for one big gift. Yeah. You say, okay, we're going to buy for this. And instead of spending $25 each, we're going to buy, six of us are going to get a $150 gift. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's a lot of ways to reduce those costs and still get a good impact. And at the end of the day, isn't it really about the friends and family, which is going back to keeping. Spending time together. Spending time together. And that's going to make you live longer. Wow, they've gone from finance to being sentimental right now. Uh, we are <laughs> Tis plan- the season. That's it. We're planning your financial future. I'm Scott Thompson. Andy Lister and Don Fox are here from IG Private Wealth Management. Going to take a quick break. We're coming right back. We are planning your financial future. I'm Scott Thompson. Andy Lister and Don Fox are here from IG Private Wealth Management. Call now. Leave a message at 905-529-7165. And don't forget the website, andyanddon.com, andyanddon.com. All right. Uh, you're going to give people some... Uh, some fodder for their Christmas party. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> These are the five tips to a successful financial plan. <laughs> yeah, I know. This ought See, to help your social I'm an, life. Yeah. I'm into the top five, ten list today. Oh, okay, clearly. So, clearly. So, so these, are, these are the top five reasons to discuss your estate plan now while you're at those Christmas socials mm. with your family, as Don was mentioning. Between rumbles. Right? You've, got everybody, <laughs> you've got everybody gathered around. That's right. And what better time than That's to talk about your estate plan? It, maybe it'll break the tension from the other fights. That's yeah. true. That's true. <laughs> That's, Just redirect. Exactly. It's a redirect. Let's talk. Since we're, arguing, since we're arguing anyway, let's talk finance. <laughs> Uh, well, you know what? I think this is an area where people are very reluctant to talk about their finances. And, um, but I tell you, it's, and it's not easy to do. And, and we know <coughs> that there's always risks that people are going to feel they haven't been treated fairly or not treated equally or et cetera. But it's, um, you know, I think one of the best ways to do it is to iron it out in advance because typically what will happen is, you know, one of you will die first and then the second one will die and then it just gets left and and then everybody's just mad afterwards. Mm. And so I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. I had a couple in the other day that um, were in their late 70s. And um, so 
we I was asking them about their estate plan and to review their will and power of attorneys, et cetera. And they said, well, we're revising our will. So, okay, well, what, um, you know, what's top of mind right now? Well, there are son, they had one child and they, uh, who's married and they have a grandchild and the son is, um, he's basically been estranged for the last four years. They haven't really heard from him at all. Um, maybe at Christmas time, they might get a call, but they haven't seen him maybe once a year, if mm. at that. Um, and they also, and he has a son, uh, their grandson who is disabled. So mm. there's some issues there in terms of future planning, et cetera. And so I said, well, what are your, what are your thoughts around that from an estate planning? Well, um, so she says, well, if I die, I want, um, everything to go to my son and help out my grandson. And he says, well, if I die, they're not getting anything. Oh my. So now we've got, wow. so now I kind of said, well, I guess it depends on who dies first then, because yeah. <laughs> the survivor yeah. is going to have the option to change, you know, change, have their wishes fulfilled. Oh, wow. So if her will says, uh, if my husband doesn't survive me, then, uh, it all goes to my son. His will is going to say, if my wife doesn't survive me, it's all going to go to charity or relatives. How do you handle that one? Uh, it's like, so in this quarter we have. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So then I said, so who's your executor going to be for this? And they it said, depends who dies first. It's my, it's my brother-in-law. It's my yeah. sister-in-law. And I said, you really want to give them that job, the person who has to tell them the, you know, your son and grandson that there's zero because uh, it's all been gifted away or the opposite, you know, you're giving them all this money and they've been estranged and you're concerned about how that's going to be dealt with. You need trust, you need to have an official, mm. so you need a professional help. Yeah. And, um, so we, we partnered with an organization called Concentra Trust, which provides, uh, executor services for clients. Um, and it's a fantastic uh, process because so many times we run into people that have situations like this where there isn't a good fit. And more importantly, we know that giving this role to somebody else, uh, yeah. a friend or a relative yeah. is going to be very onerous and it's going to be filled with potholes and troubles mm -hmm. and, and yeah. people just end up being mad at each other. Yeah. So why not have a third party involved to fix this? But the five reasons to discuss your estate plan now, number one, eliminates surprises. You know, if your estate's not going to be left in the manner that you beneficiaries might expect, then, you know, it's better to sort of deal with some of that resentment now. Jimmy, you're not in the will. So if you're planning to do anything out of the ordinary, pardon me. <laughs> Jimmy, you're not in the will. Yeah. <laughs> if you're planning to do anything out of the ordinary, now is the time to provide your reasons and your rationale. Uh, ask about special requests. So you might assume that you know which assets are important for each child or which heirlooms, uh, you might be wrong. So it's important to ask each child, you know, maybe who wants the cottage, maybe no one's interested, maybe they are interested, who wants that, you know, antique car or the boat, whatever mm -hmm. it might be. So it's important to find out, are there any special requests? People, do they really want what you think they want? Number three is managing expectations. So you may have appointed, say, just one of your children as the executor. Why did you do that? What was your thought process? If there's three, or maybe you hmm. maybe you named all three, and that's fine too. Um, the child who's not appointed can often feel left out, so you need to have a, a reason and explain why that is important. Maybe going to a third party, like I was talking about, consent or trust might be an option as well. Number four, introduce your advisors. Letting your family know who are the professionals you're working with, because we've worked out an estate plan. And we know how it's going to be executed. We know what the tax strategies are that we talked about and how best to mon monitor that and make sure it gets executed properly. 
So we're going to be an important piece of the puzzle when that time comes, whether it's the accountant, your lawyer, and the executor for sure in terms of uh, minimizing tax on your estate. And number five is the big one, explaining any unequal divisions. So unequal divisions, you may have decided that um, perhaps one child, maybe you helped one child out already. You gave them 50 grand towards a house or yeah. a down payment on a home, but the other child lived out west or never had a home, you know, and so you, you wanted to leave them more money mm-hmm. to reflect what was already given to somebody else. Right. So it's important to understand that, that you should tell people that's been accounted for. Uh, or maybe if somebody does want an asset, uh, a particular asset from your estate, Maybe they've arranged to buy life insurance on your life. Your child could buy life insurance on your life, and that cash then could be used to pay the estate, to Mm -hmm. buy that asset off the estate to try and equalize things as well. So five key reasons, lots of of great ideas there. Uh, Great opportunity if the family's around, post-dinner, cocktail, (laughs) (laughs) or pre-dinner fight, whichever you want to call it. Depends what you want. I would say that's after the liqueurs. After liqueurs. (laughs) Let everybody be a little bit mellowed. That's Mm. it. (laughs) All right. We have been planning your financial future. I'm Scott Thompson. Andy Lister and Don Fox have been here from IG Private Wealth Management. You can call them now and leave a message at 905-529-7165 or check out the website at andyanddon.com. That's andyanddon.com. Thank you, gentlemen. Have a great week.